listening to the City Lights Equipping Podcast, where we are helping you identify your next step in exalting Jesus and extending the kingdom of heaven right where you are. If this podcast encourages or challenges you, please leave us feedback on our iTunes channel and share on your social media to help more people discover the very same things that are stirring you in your walk with the Lord. Afternoon or evening, City Lights Equipping Podcast listener. My name is Christopher Allen Armfield, and my good buddy next to me, as always... Greetings uh, and aloha from uh, Greenville, South Carolina. This is Oliver <laughs> Wong with you, coming at you, your boy. Have you ever been to Hawaii? No. What do they say, aloha? No. I haven't either. It's a dream destination for my house. My, my wife really, really, really wants to go there. In yeah. fact, when we were planning City Lights, she said, listen, if we're planning a church in Greenville, that means we're not moving to Hawaii to plant a church. Mm. And I actually said they are really in need. It's supposedly a pretty dark spiritual environment. Mm. But here we are in beautiful, sunny... Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, I I will. I agree. I like traveling other places, but the Greenville and City Lights is, uh, I know for me at this stage of my life, is exactly where I believe Greenville's I'm supposed to be home. and where I want to be as well. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we were just talking about the Super Bowl mm-hmm. because um, Super Bowl is just the one time a year that Americans just all get around the same thing and yes, they love it. It's true. And even a guy from Hong Kong like myself oh. and a guy from South Florida, of course, Tim Tebow, you know, that's kind of Gatorville down there. So that's Correct. football saturated yes, for sure. Yes. But uh, even a guy like me yeah. getting into football, right. getting excited, getting stirred up about stuff that probably doesn't really matter in the in the end. Yeah. But I get stirred up and I like it. I mean, I was watching the game with people who didn't understand anything. So it, yeah. you're right. It, everyone gathers around the chips, salsa, wings, commercials. Did you, did you eat anything yummy on Justin that day? Justin Timberlake. Um, yeah, they had, everybody had to bring their own uh, thing. Oh, and fun. I'm a brie guy. I just like, oh. somebody brought some brie. With some something you'd never have with brie, like raspberries or something on it. Yeah, that's what it is. It, I think it is a cranberry sauce. A cranberry and, sauce, you know, that, yeah. That's legit. I've never heard that at a Super Bowl, but that's good. <laughs> you, you're eating with some high-class peeps, man, because to me it's... Pork rinds. Do, Dorito <laughs> and Frito yeah. and Cheeto yeah. and yeah, other little things o. such as. Yeah, yeah. we had uh, Tipsy Taco tacos oh, cool. that we got in for uh, all of our friends at Main and Stone and we partied with them and it was a, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of Mr. Timberlake in the halftime performance? Man, like, how about Timberlake? Every time you set a bar for him, he just seems to yeah. go above and beyond. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of, like, you know in the old days, the variety shows? Like, yeah. Some of these names I can't remember, but they'd be like, you know, Dick Van Dyke or somebody. Right. They'd be like, they could do it all. And you think, nobody he, can do it he all. Can. Mm-hmm. And then the dude, like, went on Fallon. And he had me just dancing when oh, he was really? dancing, and I'm laughing with him on That's Fallon awesome. a half an hour later. He really is the Renaissance entertainer. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of, like a Hugh Jackman yeah. uh, can, you know, sing, right. you know, like we call that the triple threat, like yeah, dance, triple threat, yeah. sing, and act type of thing, whatever that is. Uh, Justin Timberlake is very talented. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty incredible. His yeah. new album... Um, his wife Jessica's on there talking some, and they're talking to their son. Oh, the son, yeah. And he's like, "Dad, dad, love you, daddy." And yeah. she's like, "Oh, you're such a good little man." You know, and I, it reminded me of just us as families because Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel and their son are just like Kyron Oliver Wong mm. or Chris and Drusha and uh, you know any of our family. So I just was like, "Oh, I heard Timothy and Emily talking to baby Nora that same way." And it's right. just there was a cool human humanity point for me that you see a guy who does maybe what probably. 
15 of his original songs and they all seemed like they were number ones right. and everyone knew him except for the guy, the little kid that he did the selfie with. It seemed like that kid didn't sure. know who Justin Timberlake was or a single song. Didn't matter. Oh man, it's awesome. Yeah. But, um, you know, we're all, we're all human mm-hmm. and we all have so much similarity in common. Um, to wrap up this thought, here's a quiz for you. Mm-hmm. Who would you choose? Who do you think's better, Justin or Justin? Justin versus Justin. Yeah, well, who, yeah. what Justin would you choose? And which is, because everybody, you know, like there's a Michelle, so if I say Michelle, you're thinking Obama, yeah. or if I say yeah. Roger or Tim, you have certain things. Right. But Justin, that's a big one. Yeah, so yeah, well, it's a I battle. Mean, I'm putting you on the spot, the ready? I'm going to count to three, let's both say. Yeah. Which one is it? Ready? One, two, three, Bieber. Justin. Oh, you, yeah. oh. Bieber. Whoa, I just said Justin. You just so, said Justin, so you left it vague. You know what's interesting, though, since yeah. you put on the spot, it's, uh, for me, it's 10 out of 10, Timberlake. Yeah. Well, so, he's classier. I mean, I'm could be, but I'm I mean, I think as, they might have about the same same level of talent. One's just I had to be vulnerable to say Bieber, but I, mean, I did. I thought we were Instagram just going to say Justin. Oh, together at the same time. That was well, huge. I mean, you're talking about you know being known as a star, and really what we're doing, connecting with people. It's the value of basically our topic today: communication. Yeah. The, the skill, the gift to get inside, outside, to let people know who you are, you know how you're feeling, what you're doing, and I think guys like that. I've read books before. It's like. A huge thing in terms of relationships and in business is uh, the likability factor, the ability to mm-hmm. bring about um, and share with yeah, the world. Right. Because everyone wants to share. Everybody wants to share ideas right. and thoughts. And so when you lead the way in that and sharing who you are and your story mm-hmm. just helps other people express. So isn't that what's going on? With yeah. That? And people, I mean, I've said before and I've heard other people say people want to be accepted. I think a stronger word is people want to belong. I don't That's want right. you to accept me. I want to know I belong that I could stop by your house unannounced and I'd be welcome rather than you stand outside and like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. We want those kind of things. And ultimately, we're talking about community. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and today right. really is our third installment, our final installment yeah. in our conversation, our series called How to Build Community. Uh, you'll find the previous of these on the podcast that we did these weeks ago, actually, as far as time is considered. So you're definitely going to want to hear the one on Christ-centeredness and connection. But ultimately, you know, for, for you, podcast listener, this is really specifically, we're mindful that you have a relationship with Jesus, not just in a saving way, but yeah. it's the way that Jesus viewed the world and the way he taught and lived has transformed my view and yours as well, Oliver, in our own personal lives and our together community lives. And so when we do, you know, when we think about the first two installments about how to build community, Christ being at the center was our first conversation. And you know, I, Oliver, I, mm-hmm. I confessed it to you earlier, like I have relationships with people who do not know Jesus. They're not hostile to him, but they're, they don't know him. And I said, you know, Oliver, I have, I have a very healthy relationship uh, with them. And so just as a clarifier, we're not saying that community is impossible to have right. without uh, like-minded Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I will confess mm-hmm. when you and I are talking that the Christ-centeredness in my life does inform how I forgive, how mm-hmm. I love, mm-hmm. how I serve. But I've seen loving, forgiving, serving people that aren't Christian. But for me, um, I, I, I would say a major thing about the Christ-centeredness in community is the level at which I forgive something. You know, one sin, though it might feel differently in God's economy, they're all equal. Mm-hmm. And so I've forgiven some things that my non-believing friends said, yeah. why would you ever do that? Did right. you did you just feel emotionally better? And I went, no. Mm-hmm. I, my Christianity didn't tell me to not feel it. I felt just as betrayed, but I was able to find a, a well deep enough to find um, resource to forgive. Yeah. So, you know, in review, podcast listener, uh, I just want to clarify, it's not that these truths aren't true outside of your church or Christian relationships, but... I don't want to assume them. I just mm-hmm. don't want to assume because I found some great value. Some of my close friends in my life, you know this, Oliver, 
are people who don't share the same faith views and aren't even interested in spirituality, and we have really strong yeah. relationships tied to, but I don't know what the foundation of it is for yeah. them, but we found some great roots. But that was our first talk about yeah. Christ-centeredness and that Jesus really is the definition of forgiveness, sacrifice, openness, honesty, mm-hmm. and uh, there's really no obstacle that should really stand in the way of us figuring out how to forgive and, and reconcile. But that was session one. Mm-hmm. Why don't you bring us to session yeah. two? Give us a reminder before we jump into today's talk on communication. Yeah, uh, community is uh, the why, I would almost say, is Christ. Um, we're motivated and compelled by love. Um, yeah. The cross in itself, the sacrifice of my needs against yours and just trying to create um, a partnership around. That's the vision of the why. The right. what would be probably, you know, part two is us learning how to connect, finding we have differences which are celebrated. We also have commonalities and common ground. And it's going to take time for us to figure out what those are. In a marriage, it's not an accident. You know, we have to work in our marriages to figure out what do we enjoy to do together? Because there's yeah, lots of things absolutely. that we would do separate. But what are the types of activities and hobbies and exercises and, and diets and all these types of decisions to find that commonality? It takes work. It's going to right. take sharing. And so uh, the how really, you know, today is is focused on communication. We're defining communication today, podcast listener as just getting your inner world to the outside. It's trying to figure Mm. out how I can tell somebody else who I am, how I'm feeling at that particular moment, and what what I'm going to do, what I plan on doing, what we might do together. And we can't take that for granted. Man, it's like this is is a sermon that's easy to preach and harder to live, and that's what we want to continue to bear burdens with you. This is a difficult thing we're all learning how to do, but it's worth it. It's necessary and we can't abdicate it. We must choose in to figuring out how can we communicate who we are, what we're doing. Uh, Podcast listener, let's just get a little thought from you. Scale one to 10. One, communication terrifies me. (laughs) Uh, 10, I love it. I'm I'm making sure I'm communicating the best. Just where would you rate yourself? You know, one through 10. Oliver, what would you rate yourself on that? What's your love-hate relationship with the bigger idea of communication. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I'm growing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, and it's also a context thing. Like sure. I don't think I'm great at communicating in conflict. I'm trying to learn mm-hmm. how to, mm-hmm. you know, consider where people are as well as my own and cur- try and foster that win-win. We've talked about that on the podcast, but you know, from where I've started, um, there's been growth. Uh, there's been right? growth. Yeah. yeah. But it's been intentional. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Na- we're, I don't know that we're going to naturally grow as not just community. And by the way, communication you said it's it's basically turning our, our ourselves inside out. Like, yeah. I'm going to show you what I'm afraid of and what I'm concerned about and yeah. what I love. And I was about to follow up and ask you when you said that. It triggered in my mind, like, man, that's vulnerable. Mm. Do we have to communicate at that level for mm. community to happen? So maybe that's later that you can address, mm. Oliver. But I'm just curious, as a friend mm. and a brother and somebody I respect, um, do we is the same level of communication needed for every relationship? Or are there rules like... Um, you don't have to tell everybody everything, but you do have to tell somebody everything, you know? And so that means there are parts of me that is okay, uh, for my accountability group to not know, but the accountability leader does know, you know, like are there exceptions? So I don't want to get too much in the weeds, but at the same time, to me, that's, that's pretty darn valuable. No, Um, I think that's another, it adds another dimension to the conversation of community, um, and that's kind of like you're saying, there's driveway relationships, there's front porch relationships, there's living room, and then there's bedroom relationships. Okay. And so, Good. yeah, a part of the d- of deciding not only what that's am helpful. I feeling, but how much are my feelings needed to be brought to bear for right. this connection to be um, helpful. I do think, you know, like we're called to have fellowship with all. I've heard people say fellowship with all, um, friendship with some, okay. and partner with, with those you're called to be partnered okay. with. And so understanding hmm. that, yeah, I think there is a level for every person I meet. 
um, there, I need to decide probably ahead of time, but what does fellowship mean to me? Because mm-hmm. we are called to have a quote, if, if we're in the body of Christ, a fellowship of the saints where we bear burdens together, pray for one another and so forth. So I think at some level within Christ, yes, we need to decide what that fellowship means to us. So in community, yeah, communication is a key bridge by which we share life together. Yeah. Okay. Way to say that. Yeah. And we might be sharing time that is simple, like over coffee, just as pals, friends, just want to talk about a, a life, or I'm going to buy some new snow skis and you're a snow skier and talk <laughs> about it. And there's not a whole lot of vulnerability being done there. Right. We might so share time, but we might be in community and there's communication about, hey, I need money. Uh, or, hey, you said this last week and it hurt me. Or, mm. hey, that person said that to that person. What do you think? Mm. Uh, hey, there's this concert I want to go to. Will you go with me? And you're going to uncharted territory. I really like how you frame that up, by the way. Fellowship, friend, and then almost partner. family. Yeah, family. Partner, family. Mm-hmm. Um, give me an illustration. Go go to the furthest intimate, if you would. This mm. is not necessarily having to be your marriage, but what is communic- give us an example of what communication looks like, let's say, in that family portion, that family yeah. triad. Because I think we're used to the comment, hey, how are you? What can I get you today? Kind of thing is <laughs> fellowship with all, you yeah, know? Yeah. Friends I think we're familiar with. But could you go to the intimate, you know, go go to the everything that's on the inside is on the outside. What does that look like and, and why does it matter? Yeah, well, I mean, what my house might look like and maybe yours looks like as well as you come home from work and there is that wonderful but yet evasive and maybe even scary question of how are you how was your day you know and inside that question is all sorts of expectations or maybe even no expectation right. and um and no listening maybe maybe on the other end of that question but there's a whole scale of, of reply and oftentimes chris i think um you know the answer that we get and we give because we're always in process always want to grow in communication is less than best mm. and oftentimes it's somewhere around the neighborhood of fine you know what I mean? Yeah. Good, great, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And what that does is kind of like creates a pseudo-intimacy or, or a false connection, which is it sounds on the outside, you know, fly on the wall sounds like great. Somebody's concerned, somebody answers, and it's a conclusion. But at the at the depth, there's not a right or wrong. There's only mm-hmm. like deeper deeper and shallower, and we could absolutely see ways to grow deeper. I don't know, like if, if whoever Honey is, Honey, how are you? Mm-hmm. You know, if Honey says, fine, they might not be fine. They might be decently okay, but I don't know... What do they want to do with, with the afternoon and the evening? How did they feel? Did they feel successful about their accomplishments today or they feel frustrated like the things they did didn't come to fruition? Mm-hmm. In terms of what they want to do in the afternoon, are they looking to have fun, have something exciting happen, do something adventurous, or do they want to rest, relax, go yeah. slow? I have no answer to that question. Yeah. And so you can see within the mm-hmm. answer, fine, which is... A, you need to ask another question about the question. There's a whole other question about yeah, the Yeah, I, I think... To be fair, like if I was a referee, I'd want to throw a flag right now and blow a whistle and go, clarifiers or let's let's unearth assumptions. Yeah. I've heard some people be really critical of of society and go, oh yeah, you can go up to somebody and say how are you, and they say good and they're lying. I'm going, <laughs> well if if you just come to me and say how are you, yeah, I don't know what you really want an answer to. Sure, like I'm just gonna tell you, okay, I'm gonna do a little litmus test. I'm good. Yeah, you're know, like, hey, but how are you really? Like, oh. What are you asking? Right. How's my emotional right. state? What's on my mind? So I just want to throw a flag towards the person who says, people are shallow. we got to ask better questions. Right. Like, well, but also you also need to think. Exactly. Are, do you have permission to be caring for my soul? If right. you're about to ask me about my, my, my marriage, I'm about to, if you really want to know about my marriage or my mm-hmm. family or my fear or my faith, 
are you ready to be accountable to carry that weight in my life? So to be fair, I think some people take heed for saying, how are you? And they give a pat answer, which is true. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when I say to somebody like, how are you? They're like, do you really want to know? Because I had this happen, this happen, this happen. I was like, no, I was, I was literally just greeting you. It doesn't mean I don't care about those things. Yeah. But I literally was passing you on a sidewalk. Let's have a follow-up meeting. Like, see, right. people don't care. I'm going, no, but you do, you want to dump on somebody. Sure. And you're trying to prove a point. So sure. I just want to say that I guess that maybe, my, Albert, doesn't that almost bring us into a myth that when we talk, it really is communica- communicating? Sure. When yeah. I, I hear what you're saying is... Uh, it could be as simple as, honey, how are you? But it also is, hey, I want to hear about your day today. Mm-hmm. When do you want to talk about that? Right. Or do you have energy to talk about yeah. that? It's a much more loving question when you get home, right? right. Well, there's all sorts of right. The, so like you, you inferred, both people, all in every conversation, both people can grow in conversation yeah. and in communication. So in that specific example that we're dancing around about how are you fine, how are you? could be a better question and if there is a fine there's more questions that, that right. are tell me about pursuing. what that means yeah yeah absolutely and give permission i mean ask a better you, question you know too. the assumption <laughs> the assumption with the question asker in that case is that i'm a safe place that this person knows how to communicate where they are that they're ready to communicate like you said you want to talk later so there's a lot of assumptions there on the other hand the fine person is the person that's answering fine is is also leaving a lot to be guessed and so i'm just i think what what we're talking about today is an invitation to just do as best and as much as we can in communication. And that just takes a lot of effort, you know? Yep. So, so exactly right. I think you're the myth that we're kind of on the, on the fringes of here is that if we're in the room and our mouths are moving and air's coming out and sounds are coming out, we're talking, um, that, that we're actually communicating. Mm-hmm. I think that that shows you, and we could have come up with another laundry list of ways that yeah. communicate. Talking is happening, but communication is not. I, I feel that um, probably a, a loftier or more um, pointed goal is the question of understanding. Yeah. Do I walk away learning something new? Is a really great measurable question to ask or answer the question. Did I communicate well? Did mm-hmm. I? Because communication is the transfer of inside out. Like we've been saying, it's it's me telling you who I am and what I want to do, um, the success rate then has to be measured between husbands, wives, friends, family. Do both people walk away with understanding? If yeah. understanding's happened, um, that that is the successful um, fruition of why we're talking. So formulaically, yeah. um, talking plus understanding equals communication. It could, could be that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... We could talk, but if I'm not understanding you, then I might just be. It might just be about me. That's sure. a good good mirror this way. Sure. You know, this reminds me of Peter uh, in the Bible, and he wrote, and he just said, "Husbands love your wives in an understanding way, rather yeah. than husbands get your wives to understand, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because that mm-hmm. would be I'm talking at you versus I need you to talk to me so I can understand mm-hmm. you. And your nuance of the word new might not be a new discovery. Like, oh, you use that shampoo? I didn't know that. It's new, but it's new to me that you're sad. It's new yeah. to me that you're um, emotional. It's new to me that you're excited about that. So I like the word yeah. understanding a lot because I'm understanding something about you that I didn't know right. prior. Right. Um, but I, I'm not that we have to have a formula, but understanding seems like the goal. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, that's just as a confession of a human. Um, that's been one of my favorite words, most useful words in my life in the last probably eight months or so mm. is trying to under because I've met some people who are 
um, transitioning sexually Mm. and privately came and talked to me about it. And I just said, I don't understand why you want to change your genitalia or, Mm. or, Hey, I don't understand why you want to get a divorce or, Hey, I don't understand why you want to invest your money in this. That's a risk. And I use the word understand. I said, could, I don't know, which makes me, I'm only filtering between what I think and what I think you think and what I've interpreted. Help me understand you. And the reason it's become one of my most helpful words and useful words is because, and, and all those were three real illustrations, by the way, in the last eight months of my life. And um, sexuality, transgendering, divorce with married couples, and investments in the financial market. Uh, and every one of those scenarios, until I asked understanding questions and they let me in, like you're talking mm-hmm. about, I, I grew. I'll just say this. I grew in every one of those under- situations with the sexuality. I didn't understand everything that that person yeah. went through, nor do I understand the things they've been considering. The divorce, I didn't know a ton of stuff. And with the market, I didn't understand enough stuff. Now, it doesn't mean I agreed with any, any conclusion or yeah. all the conclusions, but, man, I, I will say this. In all those situations, I lacked understanding. Right. And I guess if you were to discern that, you go, well, Chris, that's because you guys communicated. Yeah. And then a fruit of communication would be understanding, I guess. Yeah, that's a pretty deep, like, when you say help me understand versus how is your day versus, let's say, hey, what do you want for dinner? You know, yeah. There's levels of vulnerability and communication. Some of them are deeper and some of them are not. And not, not that one's better than the other one, but I think podcast listener, even there is an equipping moment of like, are we transactional with our questions? Mm-hmm. Just tell me how much money I need to pay or tell me lot, what to do. Or I think tell a lot me, of our questions are about what I want. Sure, sure. You know? They can be depending on how we phrase the question. But when Which you isn't say bad, me, but when I'm asking that and I'm sat- unsatisfied with your answer, it means I wanted something you didn't give it to me. You correct. know, so I'm just, just yeah. calling that out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean so to I loved, I mean, when you played that, you know, a bit of a transaction there, or the relational conversation between um, somebody going through sec- sexual transition, like when you asked the question, help me understand... In a, in a safe and not like right. an accusatory way, um, that gives me a lot of permission. It defines the space a lot. So if yes. you just say, talk to me, or if you just say, um, what are you doing on Thursday? Well, if people respond to me without that level of depth that I'm really looking for, which mm-hmm. has helped me understand, a lot of that power or a lot of the the problem within the conversation is more about the question that I ask right. rather than what the person you know, decides to this, share. Isn't this historic... Uh, trial where there would be a judge overseeing. Like a, mm. a judge will say, I've read through all of your documents on both sides of counsel, and now not only am I presiding, but we have a whole group that's hopefully unbiased, and we're going to just try to understand all yeah, of this right. prior to making a, a perspective slash judgment. Sure. You know, and I, I just as a clarifier, this has been not a hot topic, but the idea of judgment. The scripture doesn't say that you shouldn't be judging, meaning using your brain and discerning what is good and evil right. or right or wrong or helpful or hurtful. Right. It just says that if I see that something is hurtful, right. so like when I, I couldn't, the person wasn't coming to me and saying, should I transition in my sexuality or invest my money? Mm-hmm. In some cases, they do come ask me that, but I have to look at them and go, they're usually saying, does the Bible allow me to do this or not? And I have to go, well, tell me, it's not that I'm all of a sudden a liberal looking for exceptions, but I'm going, tell me what's informing your decisions because mm-hmm. I don't want to say an outward thing you're about to do is wrong when you have an inward hurt. Right. And it's a it's a projection or projection of that. Like, mm-hmm. let's talk about the heart. Jesus mm-hmm. would say, I'll hold your hand while you go get the surgery. 
while we're going, can we talk about why you want the surgery down that deep? And that person mm-hmm. might go, oh my goodness, I thought a surgery would heal me and it didn't. Right. So I'm not saying that's exactly the situation for everybody, but I just know that Jesus was able to understand people in the midst of their, some of them, their worst moments. Mm-hmm. And they walked away changed rather mm-hmm. than judged, mm-hmm. which is, uh, to me, that's the goal. You yeah. know, God so loved the world. Yeah. He gave his only son and that kind of communication is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think of James 1 mm-hmm. uh, in, in our notes mm-hmm. as well. James 1, 19 through 20, I mean, make some comments about this after I read it, Oliver, but this is a, such a great rule. It sounds almost like it's the household rule, but it's actually in the scripts. Right. Know this, my beloved brothers, and James is putting himself at the same level as everybody else. Communication right. matters at every level. Right. No one's above anyone. My beloved brothers, every person should be quick to hear, quick to understand, if you mm-hmm. will, and slow to speak, slow to judge, slow to anger, slow to be reactive, mm-hmm. and for the anger of man doesn't produce the righteousness of God. And we think like, oh, I need to be judgmental, and I need to be quick to tell you what's wrong. But ultimately, I mean, this this passage is basically saying spend more time listening than speaking. Mm-hmm. Spend more time understanding than getting that person to understand, right? Yeah. I mean, tell me your thoughts about that. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that um, the basis of communication, as we've been saying, true communication is to develop um, understanding uh, because we were not divided, designed to be fragmented. You know, mm-hmm. like um, it was not good for man to be alone. This is when we get into the basis, the theology of community. Uh, his last prayer was that we would be one as he is one. Um, we were designed, you know, like one of the worst penalties you can give a human being is, I, uh, is solitary confinement. We were not designed right. to be to be isolated, although we can be together without truly being one. And so the journey, you know, as I look at this, and, and this is, of course, the deeper level of theology, but the journey is just so that we could find uh, an understanding and therefore find oneness. My belief is that, you know, in Christ, he's putting the world, as N.T. Wright says, back to rights and back together again, mm-hmm. like Humpty mm-hmm. Dumpty, you know, the Lord, mm-hmm. like God can put Humpty Dumpty back together again, as some would say. Um, he, he's wanting us to find a diverse unity, so our differences are celebrated, and so that um, our feelings, who we are, and what we're going to do, um, I believe when Christ returns and according to Christ, his his purposes, we'll find unity. And if and if we don't do the due diligence and mm-hmm. the journey of trying to understand, you know, where the end of your puzzle piece ends and the beginning of my puzzle piece begins, if we don't truly understand the depths of that, um, we won't fulfill, you know, the vision for reunification that that I believe Ephesians two preaches about bringing the separate and making them one once again and we'll be you know participating together and you know kind of maybe celebrating some of the same things or shallowly looking like we're together but if we don't slowly and i do think that's the key word right the operative word of of james that you just read yeah there has to be speed is an issue like we if we move fast fast is and this is where it gets a little practical but our speed of life and our need to accomplish uh, the what's of life will will always compromise our ability to unite with the want the the who's of, of our life the yeah. people in our life because we'll be so uh, driven and too fast that we won't slow down to sort of ask listen and understand and so the work of community and oneness is a slow mm-hmm. uh, process yeah I mean earlier you mentioned that uh, um, communication is the oxygen of our relationships mm-hmm. like it, we need to communicate, I mean, I, I look at the fruit of it. One of the ways you can know you're communicating if you're understanding. Yeah. That's a symptom, if you will, a, a byproduct of of good communication is understanding for better or for worse. Tell me about some 
some ways to kill <laughs> communication or understand things that threaten it, I guess I would say, maybe a little lesser word. What threatens, um, when you're telling a story, Oliver, or you are sharing your heart, what helps you, what makes you feel like they might not care, aren't as interested, or have an agenda, or are hijacking the moment, or getting ahead of you? Like, what threatens for you? Yeah. What threatens that purity, the purity of communication for your personality? Right. And then you can give it more abstractly, but honestly, from your perspective, what what's a threat to you in a communicative relationship? Well, I mean, I would want to start, first and foremost, like, the way that I would process it is through the lens of what what can I do? Because at the end of the day, Good. there's a lot of choice decisions that others will do around us, but we can only choose to do what we're going to do in the realm That's of good. communication. Yeah. So I, my whole thing is I know that my success, my measuring stick for communication is just like, do I know how I'm feeling mm. and do I know what I'm going to do? Cause that, that's a huge assumption. I would argue most of us don't know how we're feeling. Mm. We'll come to the end of a day, a week or a period of time and we'll go, I'm not feeling right. And I don't really know why. And mm. oftentimes what we can do is because we need an answer to that, because we don't want to sit mm. and sit in that for too long, we make up a reason. And so then we try and fix something that's not actually the thing that's broken. So the, the process of knowing myself mm. and communicating myself, that's a huge, like, could take me, a, like, the rest of my life to figure out, you know? And the reason you do, yeah. uh, on topic, is because if I if we're in community together, yeah, I, don't I forfeit the right to not be aware of that? Yeah. In a sense, am mm-hmm. I right in that? I mean, I just feel like, at worst, I've seen people get into the mode of, hey, how are you? Like, oh, I just don't know. I'm such a complicated being. And they've created an right. identity. You know, right. like, Around, I just know. I and know. then I help. And then it, it seems like we really help. And at the end, they're like, wow, I realized some things about me, but I'm still complicated. And yeah. you're like, all right, that that's hurts. That's hurting community because you want to you want to remain mysterious. Right. And why? You know, right. that, that hinders things. But, I would agree. But like, don't, I, I feel like, if you are married to somebody, let's say, or, or you, you're roommates with somebody or business partners with somebody, I think that you're either you forfeit or you're choosing in mm-hmm. to say like, I, this person cares about me and one of the ways they care, if someone's more emotionally wired, they do want to know how you feel, not just what you think. Right. And it, whatever you think, they want to know why you, what you feel about what you think. So sure. I, you have to, like, so my, my wife, I'll just say in our house, uh, I'm, I'm more wired emotionally and experientially mm-hmm. and connectedly, mm-hmm. my wife is more of the opposites of those. She's she doesn't really work from a feeling orientation. Um, connection is minimal with people and a lot per- privately. Right. And so we've had to work had to really explain when I'm asking these things. Here's it's because I feel connected with yeah. you in that. So so I'll say things like, Drew, I want to know what you're thinking. I want to know what you're feeling. I want to know w- what your dreams are in that regard." And she doesn't really ask me those things. Mm. And so I, I had to stop criminalizing that mm. and, and incriminating it and go, I'm wanting her to be something that I want, but that's not fair. But it's okay in a marriage, for instance, or a meaningful relationship to say, hey, I feel most loved when, right. when you this and when you that. Um, so, you know, I know for, for Jerusha, sometimes she's saying, how do you feel about it? And I think one of the best answers, if I don't know how I feel, is I know that's important. And I haven't really dealt with this issue yet. I haven't dealt with that relationship or that loss. It's something I'm going to be processing. You're going to be one of the first people I talk to if you're okay with me talking about it later. Sure. Because I owe that to you, and I want you to. I want to. I want your perspective because I respect you. Sure. Is a much better answer than going. You know, I just don't. I never know how I feel. Sure. I just feel like it's. I'll just call it. At least from my perspective, I just feel like it's selfish 
to oh to never have an answer to that. Right. When, when like I want to connect with you, could you work at telling me how you feel? Right. It might not be natural. Right. And I get that. You know. Right. So I don't know. Those just me thinking out loud. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, uh, you know, I I think we're all vulnerable, and I think one of one of the things that I, comes to me mind personally when you're asking me about kind of personal anecdotal, yeah. I think, you know, I. I think I can fall victim for sure to like assuming where somebody's coming from mm-hmm. or where Kyra's coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I don't get a text in a certain amount of time, you know, assuming that she is withholding something or she's right. not, you know, wanting to share with me. Right. And that space, we've talked a little bit about that, gets filled with, you know, a suspicion versus a trust. Suspicion's a strong word. I don't, I don't know if that's exactly my heart on it. Right. But... Again, this is communication. This is me trying to explain, you know, my feelings about, you know, a given scenario. So um, on my side of the fence, for sure, like I, you know, it's good, a a tool or a resource to realize how I process best, you know. So decisions about like if I listen to anything on my drive home could affect and impact my Mm -hmm. ability once I get home and get the question, how are you? how prepared I am to answer that question because I need to be able to put myself in a position where I know how I feel. A lot of times that question you can, it's very easy if you're not in in touch with where you're at during your day to answer how you think you should feel, Mm -hmm. how you wish you felt. Mm -hmm. Um, And oftentimes when we answer that, even if we do say kind of how we really feel and then we kind of add, but the kind of how I wish that I felt or how I should have felt, um, it muddles it, and it makes it difficult for Kyra or whoever's listening yeah. to really hear clearly. This is the, but this is the most important thing that I'm feeling, yeah. and this is what I'm needing at this point. So, would so you say one on. of your just here? Listen to what you just said. Would you say one of your hot buttons? Not that you get emotively demonstrative, angry or anything, but when somebody says, "I know what you feel," mm. or um, "I've been through that too," mm. or I know what you feel. I've been through that too. Here's what you should do. Mm. Is that, I'm talking about from you personally, or maybe mm. you've seen how those words impact others. I mean, it's not that somebody couldn't truly empathize, but your experience, no one else has had your exact experience. Right. No one else, no two people have ever had the same exact experience. So are those statements more damaging than we think? Yeah. I think like you mentioned, um, of the person going through that surgery. Yeah. Um, you know, that's in, in our culture, you know, stereotype obviously plays into this sure. or past experience, individual past experience, but like, you know, we can assume we know, and that's a very, it's always, it's not only just a dangerous, it's a disastrous territory when we come into a place yeah. and without having heard, assume we know how a person is feeling, how they should feel or what they're about to do, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, that's what I had listed here on this outline here as far as, like, other things that can really challenge, like, deeper connection and communication, I think, mm-hmm. is, you know, oh, I know exactly. Even if the person told me, if, even if Kyra told me she was doing this or that because of A, B, and C, I know that really it's because of X, Y, and Z. Mm. I already know the motive, and I know the weapon, and I know, you know, the crime. And so um, that's just... Not communication, that's you know what I mean, territory. and that's not real understanding. And so it's I'm thankful that I have enough on my plate to try and understand <laughs> what the heck I'm feeling, <laughs> let alone what my wife or anyone else right. is feeling, because yeah. that's a tall order in of itself. Yeah. Um, let alone trying to hear what so, other people are saying. So, uh, how about some helpful communication statements that you found 
help understanding blossom rather than hinder it? What what are some when somebody's sharing something? What are some you know if I know what you're feeling maybe is one to uh, or I don't know how I feel or maybe danger like not helpful ones. What are some helpful ones that you would recommend? Yeah, I mean, I think every communication, if I could just frame it this way, again, the goal is to understand and hopefully for action, not just to sit and know things, but to do things together and to feel one together is is the goal. So um, anything in that neighborhood, I mean, there's a lot of more answer, a lot more question stems than the ones that we're going to list list here um, out there. But if you can keep your eye on the prize, I think I think that two powerful people deciding who they are and what they're going to do. There's no limit to how they can partner. Even if they don't get along on anything, yeah. they can at least find their place on the map and decide maybe even some of the distance they'll create between one another, but at least the mutual honor and respect mm-hmm. um, towards one another, even if they have their feet planted in different places. But that being said, you know, powerful things you maybe have heard before is, you know, the clarifier, what, what I hear you saying is, mm-hmm. just helps to reframe things and might even, you know... I, I do think we have powerful perspective that others don't have in explaining themselves. We can say things sometimes I've seen at the end of that stem where you'll say something and they'll be like, totally, right? Yes, they're, they're, yes, they're, yes, they yes. light up and they're so thankful for a because voice. Maybe because maybe you said it in a, a, use a different word or yeah. picture and they're like, oh my goodness, that's what I was trying to say. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that's a, that's a big one. Um, another one I have here is, um, uh, and I'd love to get your thoughts on some of these bottom mm-hmm. ones, but can you tell me um, what you heard again um, or what uh, what I was thinking or feeling, can, I, can you tell me what you heard? Those questions can be um, just an invitation to the exact same yeah. transaction that we talked about earlier. So yeah. um, it's, inviting, it's inviting that person towards hopefully the same understanding. This mm-hmm. is the understanding mm-hmm. on the table. This is the picture that I have. Can you confirm or deny yeah. you know, that picture? I, what I really think is, and I've watched you practice this a good bit, Oliver, when somebody shares something, you don't put your perspective, your opinion. You're just trying to say, am I hearing you right? X, mm-hmm. Y, Z. Mm-hmm. And we're not bringing interpretation or judgment or teaching time. Mm-hmm. We're literally trying to understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that my wife has taught me, or is teaching me, mm-hmm. is don't assume they want your perspective mm-hmm. or your opinion, even if they come and ask for it. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to practice that when somebody says, hey, I want your opinion on something. Blah, 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 blah. And I go, okay, if I'm understanding you right, are you asking X, Y, Z? Yes. And I go, can I ask a follow-up question? Yeah. But I'm asking permission. Right. Yes, you can. Okay, why do you want my advice on this? Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard things when I've asked that follow-up, people are like, I need someone to agree with me so that my parents allow me to X. And I'm going, right. whoa, now there's a load. You're trying to use whoever I am in your life or your parents' life as ammunition or approval. Like, sure. Now I realize, okay, so what? now I have to go, well, what do your parents think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do they say? And is this what I think? But asking permission. So my wife will say, if somebody doesn't ask for my opinion, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give it. I'm just going to help them understand what they're saying by saying it back. Just, yeah. just like I've watched you practice. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a question such as, uh, can I share what I'm thinking about that? Or right. Can I share what I'm feeling or can I share what I think the Bible says about that? Sure. Ask for it. Right. Don't demand it. Which is, isn't that the given play or the given take of a healthy communicative relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you're going to say, hey, when you said that, it makes me feel this way, you know that you're you're making that conversation about you. Mm. Um, hey, because you said this, I'm going to do this. Could mm-hmm. be, hey, because you told me about your suicidal tendencies, I know you told me I had to keep it confidential, but I also told you mm-hmm. that if you're a danger to yourself, I have to act. Um, some of us, by law, 
some of us by by love. Yeah. And so I think that um, I've just watched this in myself. Uh, somebody tells me about abuse, and I go, man, I can't imagine what I would have done in that situation. Like, it has nothing to do with you. Mm. You've been a great friend to say, I don't think you've said it to me, but you've said it about people. Um, you know, they kind of just ha- hijacked the story, or they just made that mm. about them, and has nothing it doesn't matter if you can empathize mm. it doesn't matter if you can sympathize that's not why I'm telling you I'm not now if the person says I'm telling you this because I know that you've shared that you've been sexually abused as well so mm. I figured you'd better understand right then I have permission to go my experience isn't the same as yours I appreciate you trusting me with it and I too have experienced abuse so I do think we can find some areas where we could better understand your circumstance right yes right but I'll say, mm-hmm. I'll confess, when somebody, when I go, oh, yeah, I I went through this, and they're like, oh, my goodness, I know exactly what you mean. Mm. Now, at times, I'm thankful they say that. Other times, I'm going, when I've heard their story, I go, it is not the same at all. Mm-hmm. No, this is not true. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like in, in attempts to help or connect, mm-hmm. we end up sometimes burning bridges yeah. and hurting somebody and making them feel... They feel like they drown even more. I, I At the worst for me, I went to a counselor uh, about a decade ago, and maybe it's more recent than that, maybe six years ago. And the counselor, uh, 60%, 70% of the time talked about himself. Mm. And I, I, to be candid, I went, in a counsel, I went to a counselor too late. I, was, I felt like I was drowning, and mm. I was literally laying my body that couldn't paddle anymore in his arms. And he was telling so many stories about himself mm. because I'm a professional and because I counseling, I'm a pastor. He had mm. respect for me. Yeah. When I, I was a, I needed to be in a chair getting help. Right. And so <laughs> I see what you're I, I'm thankful that he was connecting and all, but literally I'm literally taking water in that salt water, metaphorically mm-hmm. speaking and drowning because I was so in need mm-hmm. of somebody to help me. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to know that he had been in the water too. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care that mm-hmm. you're in, I don't care. I want, I don't want to, I mean, to be candid in that day, I want to scream and go, I don't care about you. <laughs> I'm not here because I need a new friend mm-hmm. and I don't need to know that you share the same experience. Help me. Yeah. I need to know how to kick in the water. I don't need to hear about how you kicked in the water a year ago. Yeah. Tell me how to kick. Right. So I just, I do think this is a sensitive subject about communication that we can get stuck in ourselves mm-hmm. and we're excited about ourselves mm-hmm. and that's a real problem. So mm-hmm. I just think that our first round needs to be spent on making sure we understand them right by asking them questions and then we need to ask for permission to share about whether we feel we're suited to answer them or not. Yeah. What are your thoughts about all that? I'm thinking out loud with you. Yeah. Um, well, I think that um, you know one thing that I would love to overlay all this, there's not... Uh, I fail to really find a footing anywhere to say this is, quote, right and wrong, black and white grounds for, you know, bad communication, good, better, best. I mean, okay. the goal, the measurement is just saying, can we find a partnership um, mm. under the authority of God? Neither of the two people has authority ultimately over the other person. Each, pe- each of us will answer to the Lord and we all live our lives out before the Lord. And so my authority line and my power line is starts and ends with what I'm going to do, who I am and who I want to be. Yeah. And so my goal, it's almost like I picture as playing cards is when you play a card, then I have to decide. And after I play the card, no matter what card you play next, I have to decide what I'm going to say and what I'm going to do in communicative things, whether it's somebody that I'm in conflict with, 
somebody that I'm deep or friends or family or anywhere in between. And so um, a lot of this is, is not really good, right, or wrong. It's a lot of just saying what's, what's the most helpful and what's the best thing that I can do um, at any given time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that, um, that in, in a given situation, if you feel misunderstood, um, salt water was kind of the analogy. It's just yeah. like in that case, let's say too much receiving and not, or too much understanding from somebody and not really feeling understood on the other line then there just has to be a decision about a, a number of questions. How much should I share in right. this conversation? How vulnerable should I be? Is, right. this a, is this becoming a bedroom conversation versus a living room conversation? Mm-hmm. Um, are we suited for you know um, this level of relationship and so forth? So uh, I think it's, a, it's more fluid than you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is the right yeah. answer, this is the wrong answer at any given time. But hopefully, podcast listeners, you're listening and you're considering the, the, these questions um, and these questions stems, how are you feeling in any given situation and how well are you helping the other person understand uh, where where you're coming from and mm-hmm. what you're going to do? And hopefully somewhere in the exchange of cards, if that's the metaphor, we can find a place um, for either friendship or family or fellowship or somewhere in between. But, but what would be really damaging or hard is misinterpreting, miscommunicating, thinking we're in a friendship zone or, or in a family yeah. zone and we're not. And now all of a sudden one person's acting according to a plan that we thought we had mm-hmm, set, mm-hmm. but it's not a real plan because the other person didn't see the plan the same way or isn't agreeing to the same plan. And defining the relationship or DTR is part of communication. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm telling you this. This is why I didn't tell you, Hey, this happened in your life. How come you never told me? It can be a really, you know, well, cause you're in the fellowship Right. sector not friend like what we've been we've known each other for 10 years yeah but i'll just you know i didn't tell you this before but i've shared that with you and you went and told 10 people that year about that and, you mm-hmm. know i just so i didn't want to tell you about my current struggle because i you, you broke that area of trust you right. know, i'm so sorry why didn't why didn't you tell me later like all of a sudden they, they put it on you again like well because i was hurt right and i'm happy being so communication uh defines the relationship right. as well I think it's worth, as we close up today's episode, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know how you'd answer this, Oliver, but I have a lot of people I fellowship with. I have a good amount of people that are friends, and either they're growing to be closer friends or less close, depending on um, how they understand me and yeah. how I understand them. And the people, I probably have three, maybe four people that know everything mm-hmm. about me, and they're in that family sector. Mm-hmm. Some of them are family. Right. They feel more family than some of my bloodline because... Because of the opening, turning myself inside out, and they didn't judge me, they didn't run, they didn't say gross. Right. Uh, later, they maybe have said like that was a rough season, man. Mm. And you shared that it scared me. And I go, you didn't look like it. And they go, it's because I knew I needed to understand and love you in that time and not judge you. And I, you know, I look now and go, those people are worth more to me than anything. Mm. But the one thing I wanted to mention about all yeah. that is time reveals, not just. Not just time not used, but when you use your time to risk for relationship and connection through commun- through communication, you will discover who your three mm. are. Mm. And if you don't have somebody right now, I, I would bet there is someone in your life you could trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd want to encourage you, podcast listener, for you to not have one person in your life that understands you. Um, maybe take some ownership. Have you been willing to open up and say to them, and listen, you can say to them, I'm scared. Yeah. Uh, but that's communication. I'm scared. 
I've been burned, mm-hmm. but in, I'm letting you know one of the things that burnt me most is when I told somebody like you something and they told somebody else, I'm scared you're going to share my story. Right. And you go like, wow, you just define the relationship that you want to tell me things yeah. and I want to tell you I won't tell anybody. is yeah. a win. You might not share any other information. So I would encourage if you don't have anybody, you need somebody. Yeah. Uh, you have Christ, but there's manifestations of Christ called humans. Right. So, you know, I, I pray and hope you find somebody. I'd also say finding more than one because that one person can't probably sustain uh, all your needs at all times. So I'm praying and hoping that you find two or three people you can really trust over the next several years. Not, this is not a month project at all. Um, The more history you have with somebody that's proven and tested is just such a gift I'm realizing in Mm -hmm. life. And so if you, if you're like, well, I'm transparent, I tell everybody everything. I just want to let you know as, as a, someone who's practiced that and somebody who is trained as a counselor there's other things going on there mm-hmm. that aren't healthy. Yeah. Like, oh, I tell everyone everything is not actually a healthy thing. Yeah. And you might be hurting people, too, and not knowing it. You're yeah. introducing them to things that they can't handle. So right. you might be putting too heavy a weight on people that can't carry it. So, um, you know, such is the gutters we want to mm-hmm. avoid in that mm-hmm. regard. But I just want to encourage you, my last comments to you, podcast listeners, just that you would understand your own communication. And in love, you'd understand how other people communicate and that we would really define relationships um, based on how we're giving to our one another and how we're willing to receive other people as well. Yeah. I guess my closing thoughts would just be we're in communication all the time and we can't choose to not communicate because yeah. that is communication um, with mm-hmm. all sorts of people, the, the waitress all the way to your wife or husband. Um, we are growing or not growing in the area of getting the inner world to the outer world. And so, you know, my question or challenge to you even right now would be how are you feeling and what are you planning on doing and who do you need to tell in order to really just even before God do well to steward your own story in your life. But in the, in the realm of community, um, how are you being able to communicate that information in timely and relational ways so that connection can be fostered? Mm-hmm. Because without community, without communication, there cannot be community. So, um, just bless you with those thoughts mm-hmm. and walking alongside with you. Yep. Um, absolutely. This can be a tenuous, hard process, but absolutely worth it. So bless you as you go. Yep. Much love. Adios. See you later.